2: To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect.
0: Hey, this is Annie and Samantha. And welcome to Stephon Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. Hello there. Hello. You see what I did? No, I don't. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs> I knew you wouldn't. Um, perfect, because that is a great segue into what we're talking about today. Um, so we are doing another sub-segment of fictional women around the world. And because we've had a lot of Star Wars content lately, not that I really need any excuse, We and we just got the trailer for the new Obi-Wan Kenobi show coming out May 25th, I have a few Star Wars women I'd like to highlight in these segments ramping up to that that I'm hoping will be like a primer if you want to know more. And we're starting with Satine Kurz, who's best known from the Clone Wars television show. So if you haven't watched that and you don't want to be spoiled or if you want to go into Obi-Wan Kenobi's show totally, like, fresh, as in you don't want to know anything, that's great. She might not be mentioned at all, to be honest, but I think she's important to his character. So if you don't want any of this information, then come back later because it's going to be interesting. And... I'm going to run through this one because it's confusing. And Samantha, your very, very important task is I want you to stop me (laughs) if you are confused or have questions because I get my own head and I think I assume people know what I'm talking about and they don't, which is very fair. Uh, yeah, so,
2: preface with, I have watched a few episodes of Clone Wars, so I was more into the Bad Batch and Rebels, because in Clone Wars, uh, you have one of the same characters, and Sistine is mentioned, correct? But not yeah. in, in S- Rebels. Sistine is mentioned? Satine,
0: not <laughs> S- Sistine. Sistine! <laughs> Automatically bad. Uh, yeah. No, this is great. This is what I want, Samantha. Okay. Yeah, so she was in Clone Wars. She didn't show up until a bit later in the show. I believe she is mentioned. Um, and she is actually like, she's kind of... What's the word for that? A lot of things that are happening in The Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett and in Rebels don't directly mention her, but are talking about her. Like they're kind right. of... It's She is a constant... I thought her name was
2: actually mentioned in Rebels because of... Who is the Mandalorian and Rebels, the young girl?
0: Uh, Sabine. Sabine. Sabine, mm-hmm.
2: Sabine mentions Satine yes. because they kind of compare the two of them, correct?
0: Yes, I think you okay. are. Yes, okay. that is correct.
2: I'm jumping ahead. I'm just making sure I know where we are in, in this moment because I'm probably going to have a lot of questions. Um, typically, I don't have questions until I've watched or whatever because it doesn't click until that point. Mm-hmm. But okay, here we go.
0: Yes, we are going to be talking about a lot of stuff you've mentioned. Because as I said, she is throughout, even if they don't say her name directly, she is a very big part of this. So, yes, Star Wars canon is very, very complicated. It's made even more complicated that they keep taking things from Legends, which was what was canon before Disney bought it, and making it canon. So I'm very confused, and I'm somebody who lives in this world. So I can only oh, imagine. Yeah. And I,
2: <laughs> I now dispute what canon is, because I'm like, that's... You can't... All right, fine. I'm too literal of a person to
0: take this in. I have a headcanon that is... It's functioning like a well-oiled machine. Um, (laughs) So, I am going to try to simplify, but we do need some context for this one, starting with Mandalorians. So, first of all, if you're curious, the Darksaber, which is kind of the black lightsaber you've seen if you've watched recent Star Wars media, including the Mandalorian and Rebels and Clone Wars... um, and Book of Boba uh, was created by a Mandalorian Jedi named Tar Vizsla, who is, yes, related to Paz Vizsla, who is sort of the big blue Mandalorian that's in the same covert as the Mandalorian Din Djarin. <laughs> um, anyway, and this dark saber was later used to slaughter a lot of Jedi in the Jedi-Mandalorian War. Lightsabers are made with sentient kyber crystals that kind of communicate with their owner, Um, A dark side force user, or a Sith, uh, bleeds their kyber crystal, flooding it with pain, hate, anger, so that it becomes red. It's kind of very sad. They make their kyber crystal hurt. But, all right, if you've watched The Mandalorian, you know that whoever wields the Darksaber is the rightful ruler of Mandalore. The Mandalorian homeworld that was raised and destroyed by Imperial forces during the war, and... The Darksaber must be won in legitimate combat. Okay. Okay, wait. All right, yes, go. Why was a dark saber created? The Darksaber was created because Tar Vizla was both a Jedi and a Mandalorian. So every Jedi to complete their quest to become a Jedi, you have to go find a kyber crystal that calls to you and make that into a lightsaber. The Darksaber was different because he was a Mandalorian slash Jedi, and also it became a weapon that was passed down. So normally you would not take a lightsaber that wasn't yours. It's kind of similar to what happens in Harry Potter with the Elder Wand. Like, if you take a lightsaber that you have not won the respect of, it's not yours, it's going to fight you a little bit because it's supposed to be kind of a symbiotic relationship. So when Luke was using, like, Anakin's uh, Darth Vader's, (laughs) Anakin Skywalker's lightsaber that lightsaber was never going to be a good fit for him completely because you would feel the echoes of the person who did it before. The darksaber right. is different because it's passed, it's meant to be passed down. And so you do feel the echoes of people before. And so if you've seen the most recent Book of Boba Fett show, yes. when Din Djarin is trying to fight with it and it looks like it's heavy, that's because they are not... Right now, he is fighting his destiny with the darksaber. So... It is fighting him. He's fighting it. They aren't working together. So two I'm questions. Astray.
2: Okay, yes. <laughs> On that. Because okay. Because I need to know the origin stories. I have to have origin stories. Okay. Why is it bad? Because, because he's a Mandalorian? Like, why is it bad that he's a Mandalorian? Because of what it sounds like. Why is it so different for a Mandalorian to be a Jedi? Or a Jedi be a Mandalorian?
0: Because the Mandalorians are typically a very violent race that celebrate war. And violence. That's why you have to win it in combat. Um, and also, the Jedi are a very peaceful, non-violent. Group. But they're not, but they're not. Yes. Well, they lost. They lost their way for sure. But like, that's why it, it's sort of their ideologies are very different. Like their i their ideas about how to go about the world are very different. So it's hard to reconcile those things. You can, but it's hard. Um, but it's but not like that. They're bad. It's just. They're not really compatible in a lot of okay. ways. Yes. So with this, why is
2: this one saber supposed to be passed down? That makes no sense. Well, and why is it supposed to be that they're the,
0: the ruler? Just because it's a saber? Um, because, kind of. Because if you have pure Beskar, which is what the Mandalorian has, and also what I assume Tarvisla has, that is resistant to lightsabers. Can't infiltrate it. Also, it's resistant to the Force. So, like, you can't really feel the thoughts and emotions of people who are wearing full Beskar, which no. you could if you you have the Force. So, Tar Vizla, it comes about, and he's got the Force, he's got the Saber, he's got full Beskar. He's kind of like, you can't take him down, and he goes on this whole quest, and he's seen as sort of godlike. And so when... It's taken from him. It's viewed as, oh, I'm just as powerful as him. And then that's when it's used in this Jedi Mandalorian War where it was used to kill a lot of Jedi, which means that, like I said, if you do something like that with a kyber crystal, it bleeds. So when someone picks up the dark saber, they use it, you're going to feel like that pain of what this saber has done. And that's normally you wouldn't have that because, again, you're supposed to make your own and it's going to be your thing. And you're not gonna have to deal with like all the other things. But it just became because again, the Mandalorians are uh, a, it's a creed that really puts on a pedestal like violence and power in combat. And so the saber became that of like this ultimate weapon. I'm the most powerful, I can wield this, and then that means I can lead people. I should be the ruler of this planet and this race. Okay,
2: okay. I'm caught up. This might need to be a two-parter. Keep going. <laughs>
0: Okay, we haven't even gotten to the character yet. I know that's what um, I said. We're <laughs> a minute 10 and I'm like,
1: this
2: is what I you asked for. It's complicated. I did ask for it. And I very have other questions, but it has nothing to do with this specific, so I will hold off on those questions. Okay.
0: I'm so excited. I love this so much.
1: Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring.
0: the Darksaber is in possession of the Mandalorian Din Djarin, um, much to the regret of Bo-Katan Curse, who's the red-headed Mandalorian played by Katie Sakoff, both in the animated series and the live-action Mandalorian. She and is in the flash.
2: Yes,
0: <laughs> yes um, who is the sister of the person we're talking about today, Satine. Okay. She mentions her in the Mandalorian. She does indeed. All right, so... This brings us to Duchess Satine Kurz of House Kurz, who is a human Mandalorian woman who believed that the only way for Mandalore to survive was to move away from their violent warrior history. She was born on an Outer Rim planet, but was brought to the planet Mandalore when she was still young. Um, She spoke her first words on Mandalore and could remember a time before the planet had been ravaged by wars. She was active in the decades before the fall of the Galactic Republic, a.k.a. when Anakin became Darth Vader and Palpatine rose to power. So all that stuff leading up, like prequel era, that's when she was making her moves. She became the extremely controversial leader of Mandalore during the Clone Wars and pushed for the government to become pacifist. Again, I said it several times, but Mandalore is like a creed that's like all about violence and power and war, warriors She came in and was like, no, I think we've got to change. To get a taste of what she was all about, she once said, war is intolerable. We have been deceived into thinking that we must be part of it. I say the moment we committed to fighting, we already lost. So yeah, she became the leader of Mandalore after the Mandalorian Civil War, which is different than the Mandalorian Jedi War, (laughs) between reformist Mandalorians and traditional warrior Mandalorians. And this is played out in The Rebels, yeah? I saw. I
2: kind of understand this because it was kind of talked about in the rebels when we have Sabine fighting that other clan. Yes,
0: so we're going to get to Asian, that. But and yes. I was very
2: happy about that. Keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or at yeah. least seemingly Asian,
0: according yeah. to the animation. We are going to get to that, but there's a lot of wars in Mandalore's history, so these are kind of separate. But there is a whole thing. That does happen in Rebels. So there was massive loss of life in this civil war. And Satine oversaw the reconstruction effort with the end goal of a peaceful society. Um, and a part of the issue was the increase of weaponry technology and the reciprocal damage it could cause. So it's I guess the oh, yeah. the fallout That's was way bigger.
2: Question.
0: Yeah. When did
2: Beskar come into play? Because this was not original part of the original, because I know the Mandalorian really didn't come into play and it was only like a blip. Mm-hmm. in the originals that I have seen repeatedly with you. <laughs> so when did Beskar come into play?
0: Beskar was one of those things they kind of introduced later but was they introduced it and like it's already it's always been there. So Beskar the Imperial stole it. That's why they ruined their planet is because they wanted it because it's so powerful and they used it for credits so the imperial credits like money was made of Beskar and that's why like you uh, as an honorable Mandalorian you don't take a job from an imperial I think that's one of the reasons Din Djarin in in the Mandalorian was like wait a minute these are Imperials
2: (laughs) and this has nothing to do with Satine and I know we're coming back but I just need to know is this why people really hate Boba Fett because he was too passive as well in the new show as well as the Mandalorian (gasps) (laughs)
0: <laughs> I don't know. I don't think that's okay. why. I think they... go going then. Okay. I just wondered. I have my own opinion about that, but I don't think it's that. <laughs> um, <laughs> he, I believe his armor is not... Full Beskar armor is rare. Um, a lot of it is plastoid because the Imperials did take it uh, take it all. But what Dindajaran is wearing is full Beskar. Okay, so back to Satine. Under her leadership, the planet did well. Um, but despite that, a lot of Mandalorian groups really did not approve of her pacifist ways. She had a peace park built and passed laws to do away with violent Mandalorian practices that led to the Mandalorian Civil War. She did her best to keep Mandalore out of the Clone Wars, which was a war orchestrated by Palpatine involving clones that became stormtroopers due to chips in their heads. It's a whole thing. Um, And separatist droids. And she was an extremely vocal dissenter of this war. um, Despite multiple attempts on her life, one of her biggest opponents was from the Mandalorian group Death Watch. Yep. Often described as terrorist. Sound familiar? Uh, if you've seen The Mandalorian, it should. Um, Satine's estranged sister, Bo Katan, was a member of Death Watch. Oh. When war broke out between the Confederacy of Independent Systems and the Republic, Satine was determined to remain neutral and became the leader of the Council of Neutral Systems. This was not a popular decision. The Confederacy and the Republic condemned her, desiring Mandalorian military prowess on their side. On top of this, Satine faced shortages and increased attacks from Death Watch and even an arrest warrant and assassination attempts. The Republic attempted to occupy Mandalore in response to these things, but Satine managed to appeal to them to halt their occupation. Um, As the war continued, she faced corruption in a black market. She had a lot going on. So wait, her sister was against her? Yep. Sure was. And that's
2: why we see her feeling so bad in The Mandalorian?
0: Part of it. Yep. <laughs> yes, we'll get okay. to that. Okay. Um, betrayal. Betrayal. Oh, the betrayal. So much betrayal in Star Wars, I tell you. There's so much. I'm telling you. So... Though her relationship with the Republic was complicated, she was friends with Padme Amidala and Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi. In fact, she and Obi-Wan, they had a lot going on too. So earlier when multiple bounty hunters had been sent after Satine, Jedi Qui-Gon Jinn, Um, And his apprentice, Obi-Wan, were sent to protect her. And there were these increasing threats. So the trio fled the planet, having adventures on the run, you know, as you do. In one incident, Obi-Wan rescued Satine from some venomous mites, but accidentally dropped her while carrying her to safety, resulting in a permanent scar that she brings up quite frequently. So do they get together? Hold on, Samantha. (laughs) You
2: you can ask me to ask questions and not expect me not to
0: jump ahead. (laughs) But... Yes. They, of course, started to develop romantic feelings Ah for each other, yes. Eventually, her supporters ensured it was safe enough for Satine to return to Mandalore. But that was not the end of their interactions at all. Obi-Wan was later sent by the Jedi Council to investigate an incident on Mandalore where they have some witty, snarky back and forth, um, a walk, some compliments, some political conversations about peace and violence and Jedi... After she was attacked during their walk, Satine rushed to help those injured and later held the hand of one of the perpetrators as he died. Later, after Obi-Wan was captured, she rushed to his rescue. They banter some more and they fight their way out of a Death Watch camp where it is revealed that Governor Vizsla is in ownership of the Darksaber. Mm. Obi-Wan bests him in combat. Hmm. Um, Satine and Obi Wan meet up again, though by this point, Satine is annoyed with Obi Wan's support for the Republic's occupation of Mandalore, and their relationship is tense. Mm-hmm. She argued the Jedi were no longer peacekeepers and he argued she was naive and only listened to people that agreed with her. They were able to fight seamlessly together to fend off another assassination attempt on her though. Um, At one point, she was tortured but refused to give up her ideals. And later, when she was held hostage and believed she was going to die, she confessed that she had been in love with him since they'd met. And he told her, He was ready to leave the Jedi Order for her. Did he not learn from Anakin? Okay, so this is the whole thing we're going to
2: get into it. (laughs) I'm so excited.
0: Okay, so she escaped and they both decided they couldn't abandon their responsibilities, though that they wished they could. They could not be together. But if you jump ahead... Back to our main timeline, I guess. The Sith Darth Maul, who's kind of the demonic-looking fellow that was first introduced in Phantom Menace, and he's like really, he's really mad Obi-Wan Kenobi cut him in half and has kind of got this whole thing about him. That's kind of fair. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <good> boy. <laughs> he united a bunch of crime families, including the Pikes. Yep, from... Black Sun, and the Huts, known as the Shadow Collective, um, including Death Watch leader Pre Vizsla. Yup. So this Vizsla family is really all up in it to get rid of Satine Curs. They attacked the capital of Mandalore and arrested Satine. Darth Maul killed Vizsla and claimed the Dark Seder after Vizsla betrayed him and was briefly the leader of Mandalore. And Bo Katan defected, freeing her sister from prison. They both agreed to work together to take out Maul, who is now acting as ruler of Mandalore. Satine managed to contact Obi-Wan with a very you're my only hope message um, before she was recaptured. The Jedi Council turned down Obi-Wan's request to help due to them being neutral and it being an internal matter. But Obi-Wan disobeyed them. And he rescued Satine in a very, "Hi, I'm Luke Skywalker, I'm here to rescue you moment. Um, And they banter about the memories they have together, good and bad. However, the pair are once again captured, trying to escape. Darth Maul, yes, hates Obi-Wan. And so he murders Satine with the dark Darksaber in front of him in an attempt Ooh. to punish him and turn him to the dark side. As she died, she told Obi Wan she loved him. And then her era of pacifism on Mandalore ended. Uh, her planet is in turmoil, the government's in ruins. Obi Wan struggles with anger over this um, and tried to get Anakin to open up to him by sharing his own emotions and experiences. So when we did that episode on Jedi Attachment recently <laughs> in the happy hour, this is an example of. Having the attachment, letting it go. Anakin Anakin had a lot of other things going on, oh, but so he didn't did do it that. the right way. Yes.
1: Snag a job is where America goes to hire, with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring, with access to over six million active hourly workers kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire.
0: This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking.
2: So on, let me go back to this one moment because I I need to have a moment about this whole. Do you predict that we will see uh, Darth Maul in
0: the Obi-Wan Kenobi? Uh, I believe he was going to be in it. There's a lot of news that he was written out. Why? There were creative differences. With the actor or the creators? They did like a whole rehaul apparently and they wrote out Darth Maul and replaced him with Darth Vader and the Grand Inquisitor.
2: Oh. Okay, and now on top of that, this is all this information you're getting from comics? No, this is mostly in the show. Oh, is it? Actually, okay. This is how little I know of this show. That's all I'm good. I'm not going to lie. The animation did not interest me, and I could care less. And you were correct when you said that... Uh, Osaka was so badly done at the beginning. I know she is coming <laughs> yes. to her. So has, and we're going to talk about that in a second. I know, but so I was trying to figure it out. Okay, okay, okay. So we have seen Bo-Katan come back with mm-hmm. his sister for mm-hmm. like a, a moment of truth. Yeah. Darth Maul, who did show up in Rebels, yep. so I do know that context of him. Of course, we saw him in uh, the one that I like, the Solo Han Solo, because no one dies for no f- reason. Rogue One, um, however... <laughs> a big reason. No okay, reason. fine. It's a big reason, but it was not warned. I was not warned. That's my bad. I'm still better. Um, okay, look bitter. out for our movie pick
0: for May. Anyway.
2: Any, any but okay, so that's where we see Darth Maul. And Darth Maul pops back up in Rebels as an older person. Yes. Okay.
0: Yes, and he's an interesting character because he's a... Uh, he was kind of betrayed by the Sith, and he's in a weird in-between space. Also, Obi-Wan just, like, kills him in one hit. It's pretty pretty wild. Uh, okay, and
2: also, <laughs> Bo-Katan, do you think it's going to come up in Obi-Wan? No,
0: I don't think so. Hmm.
2: so nah. Her story's not going to play out. Do you think it's going to be played out in Mandalorian, or is it going to be a whole different yes. thing? Yes. Oh, she's going to show back up for sure. I, I think know. What, like, she led her up to be, like, a bigger character, or at least a plot line.
0: Yeah, no, she's going to... She's for sure gonna show back up. I think they're trying to consolidate storylines, which is why they wrote out Darth Maul. I'm very excited to talk about Baru, um, but anyway. Uh. Okay, keep going. All right, I'm All ready. right. Go go with it. Yes. So, just to really twist the knife, like Star Wars likes to do, Ahsoka, who is Anakin's Padawan, who left the Jedi Order, who we're going to talk about soon. Um, She taught at an academy on Mandalore. And after she left the Jedi Order, she answered the call of Bo-Katan to help take the planet back from Darth Maul. She approached Obi-Wan and Anakin for help, but they had been called in on a rescue mission to save Chancellor Palpatine. And yes, this is the scene that opens Revenge of the Sith right before Anakin falls. But Obi-Wan was reluctant to send aid to Mandalore because it would break all of these treaties that were in place. But Ahsoka was able to get them to agree to send her this squad of clone troopers to help. And with Ahsoka's help, Bo-Katan is able to take control of Mandalore. But then, of course, Chancellor Palpatine initiated Order 66, the Jedi were murdered, the chips and the clones activated, um, the Empire rose, Anakin became Vader, Obi-Wan went into hiding, Padme gave birth and died, and Palpatine, yeah, became emperor. Uh, and yeah, truly, this happens in two depressing episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, they pack a lot in. Also, Sabine Wren, who was once a member of Death Watch, and I guarantee you'll be seeing her a lot soon, developed a super weapon that she called the Duchess after Satine. Oof. Uh, so yeah, she remained a controversial figure. Like, if if Sabine named a weapon after this pacifist, Satine, that's oof. And Maul kept a portrait of her as sort of a trophy after he killed her. And Bo-Katan, who never, like, officially won the saber, lost it to Moff Gideon. So that's why she's so particular in The Mandalorian about I have to win it this way. No one will respect me, especially after I lost it to this guy.
2: <laughs> okay, so because so in the Rebels, it's been mm-hmm. a minute, Sabine won the Darksaber.
0: Mm-hmm. She had it for she a minute. She gave
2: it to Bo-Katan?
0: Yes. You can gift it to people? No, you can't. She did, though. And Bo-Katan believes that because they didn't obey that tradition of it has to be won in fair combat. That's, that's why, why she, she lost it to Moth Gideon. And okay. no one respected her anyway because she'd just been gifted it. You have to win it in combat.
2: So had they had a fake battle, she would no, have been better? No, you can't
0: throw the fight. You have to be... That's another thing when, when Din Djarin was like, just take it. And she's like, no, we'll fight. You take it. She's like, no, like it has to be a fair... You lost it fairly and not with somebody throwing the fight. Because the saber, again, can sense your your whole okay, thing. Okay, so it
2: needs the true intentions. Mm-hmm. Sabine probably would have lost a Bo-Katan, wouldn't she? Had they actually fought it?
0: I don't know because, uh, again, you have to train with the saber. Like, a lightsaber is not a thing you just pick up and can use. It's a very, especially for somebody who can't use the Force, it will fight you. And that's why she has that long training scene with Kanan. Right. And I don't know that Bo-Katan, I don't think she ever had. I'm very bitter he's dead, by the way. <laughs> I think that might be why I stopped watching
2: everything. I was like, why? I'm very angry.
0: His voice is in Rise of
2: Skywalker. <laughs> you. <laughs> Keep
0: going. Uh, well, no, that's what I have to say about Satine. I doubt she's going to show up, to be honest, but I do think that's sort of an important part of Obi Wan's character. He did have this, he was able to let go. go.
2: Satine and Obi's relationship, Obi-Wan Kenobi's relationship, mm-hmm. is canon?
0: Is canon. Mm-hmm. Isn't
2: Disney's whole thing to keep canon? Can they really ignore Sateen?
0: No, I don't think they want to ignore her. I just think they won't. I think in this show, she won't come up. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe she will. Maybe I'll be wrong, because he spends a lot of time with Tatooine, I'm assuming, just reminiscing, ruminating over the sad things that his life is. Okay. I'll allow it. Okay. All right. I'm glad Samantha will allow it. Um, I'll allow it. <laughs> yes. But I still hesitate. Okay. Wow. This one did. I'm so glad we did it this way. I hope <laughs> that it's uh, not been super confusing and it has illuminated some things for you. Uh, and yeah, we've got many more Star Wars ladies to talk about. So I'm excited. So many more questions. Yes. I love it. I love it. In the meantime, if you have any suggestions for this segment or any other thing that we do, you can email us at Stephanie stuff at iHeartMedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram at stuff i never told you. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Uh,
2: Christina. I know you have questions. Ask your questions because yes. don't make me look. Like I'm by myself over here.
0: You are not. I guarantee you. You are not. <laughs> and thanks to you for listening. Stuff phone Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com.
2: Tennessee. Sounds perfect. This episode is brought to you by Pedigree.
0: If you've been looking for love at first sight, it is closer than you think. It can be found at your local shelter.